Hello, teachers and friends. Welcome back to Teacher Talk with Miss Thomas. If you are new to my lovely podcast, this is a podcast traveling through the journey of my first year. I'm almost to the finish line, but this is my journey through my first year. I am Miss Thomas. I am a fourth grade math and science teacher, and this year has been amazing. So just to speed catch everyone up, sorry for the delays in my podcast. Uh, Texas experienced a snow getting, as we call it. We had a full week of snow. We also had no lights, no no water. And so now that me and my family are back on track, I can get back to my podcast. And so today's topic kind of goes along with that that conversation as well as really diving into uh, my personal experience and not more so a personal, but it's a deep conversation. And so a while back, one of my first few podcast I talked about fostering relationships and I triggered three different or I want to say three four different relationships that you needed to foster and it was with your administration and front staff your relationship with your colleagues especially your team your um, parents and then the students and so today I really want to branch off or continue that conversation with the conversation of fostering the relationship with your students or your scholars. This week, as well as the week that we came back from um, our snow getting or our week off, we were in Texas due to so many families displaced by not having electricity and water. We were out of school for a whole week. And so as a teacher, I could um, sympathize and I knew like, granted, my life was completely um, crazy. My house, we did not have electricity or water. I was gracious to be able to have family to stay with that I would be able to resume some form of normalcy. But at the end of the day, I too was in the same boat as others. However, on that Monday as or that Sunday as I prepared for Monday, my expectation was that I knew it was going to be a hard subject. I knew that it was going to be something abnormal for the scholars. And so I was already bracing myself. During the time, I did contact my scholars through, through uh, Google Classroom and Class Dojo just you know, casual, hey, you guys, how are you doing? Hopefully, y'all are doing fine. Miss Thomas is fine. That way, they knew I was here, live and breathing. And so, fast forward to that Monday, I walked into school with the expectation of Monday is not going to be a normal day. Some of them are traumatized. My son, especially, like, if we have all the lights out in the house, he is like, is all the electricity out, mom? Um, So I can only imagine this experience and some of them were for the longevity like we started not having electricity that Sunday and we didn't get electricity to that Thursday and so that we completely understand we understood and so 
walking in Monday, that was my expectation. Um, and I expected them to be a little bit more clingy. I expect them to not be ready to dive into the world of school. However, I did not expect the life that was happening. And so it goes back into fostering that relationship. I personally am very firm, but fair. I'm also very understanding. And so I am empathetic, not sympathetic. Like I, I'm not gonna, I'm not that teacher that's gonna say, oh, let me rub your bag. We're gonna hold hands. Kudos to those type of teachers. Not saying they're bad teachers. That's just not who I am. And it's a great balance between myself and um, my teammate because my uh, teammate, the um, part of our team, is she is like that. She's more of a, oh, let me rub your back. And I'm like, all right, let's go. Um, So it's really good to have that balance within each other. However, going into fostering the relationship, it is very important as teachers. I understand we have personal life going on. And the joke of we carry so many hats, we do so many things, and I hear the complaint. And again, I say this all the time, I don't know if I'm in the honeymoon phase a lot of times, but I think that's part of the cup. That's part of the complete cup of a teacher is you're not just the teacher who stands before them and give a lesson. Sometimes you're the teacher that has to reach them in their heart and reach them where they are and pull them and strive them and be the counselor, hear the stories, hear the things like that. And so fast forward, I had a scholar and again, I'm I'm a hard teacher. Like I, I empathize all day long. But I am going to push my scholars to their full potential. That is just who I am and what I believe. I believe our future is in our classrooms. And so I don't want to give these scholars because I firmly believe a lot of scholars have been given. And so when they get into the real world, the real world, as we all know, they don't give you anything. And so... Not that I say no to them all the time, not that I don't have incentives, not none of that is I want them to know you got to work for it. You don't get an A in my class just because you walk through the door. You get an A in the class by pushing and working and striving. And so this week in particular, I had a scholar who um, I know is not on the grade level for his math and I knew this particular scholar hadn't I've spoke to administration I've got their um the information that I needed to be able to assist her and so this week in particular she had a whole meltdown and honestly unfortunately due to past circumstances in my life I am not the all crier moment. Um, but it bothered me the most and it hurt me the most is to be honest, this scholar comes to my class every day with the ambition and drive to serve, to soar in my class. She 
is the one that does her work. She asks questions. She does that. And however, math is just not her subject. And we all have those subjects. Like, honestly, biology was not my subject. I didn't soar in it. I did the bare minimum to pass. That was my first C ever in my life. But it was just not my subject. I knew it. We knew it. We accepted it. It was just not my subject. And so she came to me, and I will never forget this moment. She, with tears in her eyes, said, Miss Thomas, I am trying my best. Miss Thomas, I'm working my best. Miss Thomas, I'm taking notes. I am trying my best, Miss Thomas. However, I can't get it. I don't understand. I'm trying and I'm just not great like everybody else in math. I'm not great like everyone else in this. And so I hate it. Like that was my hard thing because I never want my scholars to compare themselves because we're all different. We all have gifts and talents. And that's something I wanted her to know. You are who you are. Not everybody's great at math. Some people are great at English. We know that's why Miss Thomas is teaching math and science. But and I make the joke all the time, but math is a is a hard subject, being honest. I'm very clear that math is a hard subject. But who would I be as a teacher to not foster this relationship? Because that's big. That is huge for her to have that comfort with me, that level. Like, think about you as a teacher to admit to someone your failures, your your weak points. That's big. And for her to be able to, one, have confidence and comfort in knowing I can tell Miss Thomas this information and she's going to understand. She's going to empathize with me. And hopefully be able to help me. And in this situation, it was. It was a hard moment because I don't want nobody to feel like that. And so me and her came up with a game plan of how to get her where she needs to be. But also put things on her level. If she's a visual learner, change my worksheets to be more visual. Or give her tangible things to help her through that. But it now took the challenge from her to me and that is that fostering that relationship between she and I I believe in, and I trust me I encourage her because I I love that she was open and honest I also love that she come in there and try it's a difference than not knowing and don't care than not knowing and I'm gonna try my best but I'm still not getting it, but I'm going to give you my all in the meantime. That meant world to me. So now the challenge was no longer in her hands. Like the ball, like, because again, I'm a math science teacher, so I got to make it. The ball was no longer in her court. This was, she passed the ball to me. So it is my job now as her teacher to help her be successful. And so I did. We we did some strategies. We got some things together um, of how to help her. We also did those strategies where it's not a, um, I'm not making her a spectacle. 
I'm not handicapping her. I'm still pushing her to her next potential, but I'm meeting her where where she is. And so I don't think a lot of teachers understand how important our role is as teachers. Sometimes, and again, I can't speak to no one else's experience but mine. Sometimes I see it. I hear it. I see it. This is this year is hard. Absolutely. Do I think, honestly, I think I'm in the honeymoon phase where all of this looks normal and it's like, hey. But those relationships are so important. Like, for my class, it's not like their behavior they change their behavior because they feel like they're going to disappoint me. If I say I'm so disappointed, it's like, oh my God, I need to change something because Miss Thomas is disappointed. I tell them all the time because they're like, are you mad at me? No, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Well, why are you disappointed, Miss Thomas? I'm disappointed because you're giving your, your less and I know you're better than that. That phrase every time like it's like a click in their head like okay she sees me different and so I'm not saying that I have the hand like the amazing ideas of what it looks like as a teacher I'm still learning as I go not everything I do is good but or great or the solution not saying that I don't do what I'm supposed to I do that but I'm saying I don't have all the answers, but I can say how you present yourself to those scholars is how they will treat you. To them, my my word of saying I'm proud of them means more than like literally me yelling at them for being in trouble. Like they, I'm so sorry I disappointed you. And so... Honestly, I say that foster those relationships, encourage them. Because sometimes you don't know what they're hearing at home. We had another situation and I really can't give all the details and things like that. But I can say that it's very important that you you think about, we don't know what these scholars are going through at home. In some of these homes, they are hearing, and I I call them conditional statements. Like, you always don't do what you're supposed to do. You never listen. Always and ne- never is a huge, like, that's a big thing. Like, you, there's times where I do right. I mean, I mess up, but I do right at some point. And so those statements are so strong, and you hear them. And sometimes we don't know. They could have just heard their mom or their dad say, you always make mistakes. And then they get to our class. And the first thing we say is, here you go making a mistake again. All we're doing is feeding that wedge that's already there. And so um, my principal said something that was very great on Friday. Um, It was check yourself sometimes. If you know you can't have, and myself and my um, partner in crime, we do amazing. Like, we and our team in general, when we know we are not in a place to have a conversation with a scholar and where they are, we always hand it to the next person. That way, we are not hurting no one's feelings. We're not beating anyone across the head. 
we if we know we are in a point of anger, okay, you're going to have to go talk to the other teacher. Not pushing it off, but that way you're not damaging this child with your words. Your words mean so much to them. Just as I said, me saying that they disappointed me by not doing their best meant world to them than me saying, you getting on my nerves. I'm mad because you're not doing your work. That's not giving them nothing. By me saying, I'm very disappointed because I know you can do better than this on a paper. I, can't, I, I really need you to focus more so that you can do your best in here. Because I know this is better than what you can do. That is encouraging them, but also pushing them to go higher. But it's still fostering that relationship. And if anybody knows me, my heart and my desire is to leave a footprint on this earth of people that I have touched personally. Not hurting anybody, not, you know, none of the negative. But if I never did anything in this classroom, they may not walk out of my class solving long division. And that is our struggle. But if I made an impact to push them to want to know more or want to do more, then I've achieved what I want to do. And so teachers, I say all of this, these relationships that you're forming with them. And I'm not saying say, hey, girl, hey, being homegirls with none of them. But I'm saying to encourage, motivate, because you never know. Like, yeah, we have issues. But I I believe our issues are on an adult level. Some of these scholars are dealing with adult level conversations that they are at 10 and 11 shouldn't even have to deal with. They shouldn't have to deal with the fact that their parents are arguing every night. That's not their parents. That's not their business. Some of them are taking care of siblings. That's not their job. That's their parents' job. However, they have been put in adult roles. So when you take on this position as teachers, know a part of the cup is these relationships. And you never know what change you can do by simply checking yourself. And if you know you can't have a conversation with little Johnny because you're about to go off on little Johnny, hey, I'm not going to have this conversation with you. I am a proponent of, okay, this is not a right now conversation. Sometimes I have a circle back conversation. Earlier, I really was upset because you did X, Y, Z. Now, I allowed you the opportunity to change your behavior and you kept doing this. However, what can we do so that we can proceed forward? But if I can't have that calm conversation and I know I'm going to be upset, then we can't have that conversation right now. Because all they're going to hear is the Charlie Brown teacher, the want, want, want. That's what they're going to hear when you're yelling and you're fussing and you're annoyed. That's what they hear. That's what they see. So fostering those relationships. And I promise, I believe they will go far. My scholars love them some Miss Thomas. Miss Thomas is firm, but I'm fair. And I also want them to know that they're loved. So I love them to pieces. But I I love them enough to want them to go higher. And so I challenged them. On Friday, we did All I Do is Win. 
And I played the music, and so they got to see the funny Miss Thomas of those who grew. So from last semester to this semester, they were, you know, doing better in class and things like that. And so we got to do a celebration. Those small victories mean more than you all think. And honestly, I didn't spend a million dollars. So teachers, no, you don't have to spend a million dollars. It was a simple award. And I did a small, and it was paper, and it was colored. Small awards. You did amazing. And that was it. So it's the small things. They're not asking you to be superwoman. They're just asking you to listen and empathize and help them be sometimes be a kid. So that they understand it's okay to be a kid. So I hope this was encouraging. I hope this was a thought pattern for parents that are listening even I do that at home with my own son because I have a son. So you already know that that could be a hot mess sometimes. And so I know if I'm frustrated, I don't have that conversation out of frustration because I know it's going to go left. I, my job is to encourage and build. So even with my son, okay, I know you can do better than this. What can we do different so that we get a different result? Have those type of conversations, not you always and you did. They know what they did. So at that point, there's no point in having that conversation. (laughs) So I hope this was encouraging. I hope this was helpful. I can hear back from you guys. I am planning probably this summer to launch a Facebook page. That way I can put name to faces. Um... We can have online chats and things like that. I plan to do that big lunch um, this summer. As you all know, um, if you're in the state of Texas, you know we are gearing up for a star and what that looks like. And as a first-year teacher, you already know where my mind is going. So I'll table that big lunch for this summer. But again... Thank you guys for listening. I hope this was helpful. I hope this was amazing. And again, you are on the mic. What Miss Thomas? Have a good night.